placement of the word self makes all a huge difference, yes? And that's coming right out of the big book of AA. Self-knowledge avails us nothing. Yet, if you switch it and you put the knowledge before self, it's very, very valuable. If the knowledge has been claimed by self, it has an, a whole different meaning. Yeah, it's amazing. Just to see that this isn't about doing anything. It's about seeing what makes everything done. Yeah. Yeah, just noticing what you used to, you've always been uh, influenced by it, just like gravity. We always try to use that example where most people are not bitching about gravity today. They're bitching about a hill or a, a, a large staircase, yes? But what what's causing the discomfort trying to walk uphill isn't the hill, it's gravity, yeah? So gravity, and so how do you get, how are you going to know the effects of gravity while you're under them all the time? Obviously, we don't know the effects of gravity. We think it's the hill or the staircase, yeah? I mean, it seems simple, but it's, it's very telling that we've been under the influence of something for, for quite a while, but we can't recognize it. We can't. <laughs> We only recognize the situations or the conditions that trigger its effect. Yeah. So, uh, but all the while we're under that effect. So the example we use is if, uh, what would be the best, the best uh, knowledge about gravity is to have, uh, go into an anti-gravity chamber. Yeah. Then you would know the effects of gravity by its absence. Yeah. You know the effects of, of self when you have knowledge of self. When you have self-knowledge, you think it's the hill that's causing the discomfort. You think it's the other person. Yeah. So the position of the word self triggers a whole way of looking at things. So self first, knowledge claimed by self will avail us nothing. Then you switch it, knowledge, coming from what we are about self, which is what we're not, is quite valuable. Yeah. Self, trying to get knowledge of self is self-knowledge, yes? Follow it a little, yeah? The movement of self being identified as self, when it looks at knowledge of self, it's self-knowledge. Yeah. So self is trying to learn about self to get out of self. That hasn't worked, has it? So knowledge of self is learning about that movement. Not trying to learn through that movement of self trying to get out of self, but seeing that movement as and seeing that movement is knowledge of self. Seeing it the other way from self, it's self-knowledge. What are we saying? The root of it is the act of being identified as self. 
when people hear that, they believe coming from the self-centered view that they must be doing it. We're not saying you're the doing of it. You're being done to by it. Yes. Yeah. That condition is doing you, but you are not producing that condition. The mental state is producing that condition. We're identified as the mental state. Therefore, we believe we're producing that condition. We're not producing it. Yeah. And therefore, we're not going to unproduce it. Yeah. This is the realm of the higher power. Yeah. Why do we turn our will and life over to the care of something greater than self? Yeah. Why do we make a decision to do that? And what facilitates that decision is the working steps. Why? Because we're already under the influence of something, self. Yeah. The lower power is acting like the higher power in our lives. So knowledge of self would tell you that. Self-knowledge blinds you all day about that, yeah? Knowledge of self will inform you of that is what's happening. Self-knowledge will think it's someone else doing it to us. Yeah. So how can we have, how can the self be placed in the rightful position, which is knowledge of self instead of self-knowledge? Self obviously can't do that, yes? We have that great statement, self can't get out of self. So, okay, we see the futility of that, and that becomes knowledge of self. Yeah? Maybe we see or entertain the idea that self is something foreign to us. That's knowledge of self. Yeah? Because self-knowledge has it as being us. Yeah? Well, so we're, when we're living from self and trying to acquire knowledge, we think self is us. Knowledge of self would say that's not true. Yeah? See the value? What are we, how many words are changing? Self-knowledge, knowledge of self. There's just an of. Yeah? That's basically it. Yeah? It's just a movement. Instead of self as the one who, who's acquiring the knowledge, there's knowledge about that, yeah? And so self knowledge of self is incredibly valuable, yet self-knowledge avails us nothing from the viewpoint of recovery, the big book, yeah? So what is, what's going on? There's a different emphasis when it's self-knowledge than there is when it's knowledge of self, yes? When there's knowledge of self, something other than self is getting emphasized. Let's say it's spirit, yeah? So we're knowing self from spirit now, and that becomes knowledge of self. If we're trying to know spirit from self, that's self-knowledge. That's going to avail us nothing. What? Yeah. That's what it says in the book. So when self tries to get knowledge of spirit, it's self-knowledge. Yeah? So now the self may try to mimic or appear as if it think what it thinks it would look like to be spiritual. And there you go. Yeah? 
contradicting the movement of good and bad, which says in our third step or seventh step, take all of me, the good and bad. So all is going to have good and bad, so to speak, in there. When the self is trying to become spiritual, it wants to be only good. And then that usually blows up and then perversion occurs. Yes, you do some weird shit being always trying to be always good, don't you? A lot of people do. It just blows up because it doesn't work. So at that case, you see self-knowledge availed you nothing. Except for revealing, hopefully, that it didn't work. So that would be knowledge of self. Knowledge of self would bring you to the conclusion that Self-reliance has failed us. That's knowledge of self. Self-knowledge is all about all the people that stopped me from getting me what I wanted, from getting myself what I wanted, yeah? All the obstacles that have caused my life not to work. It has never been me. It has nothing to do with my managing. It has to do with you, yeah? That's now that's self-knowledge. That avails us nothing, yes? It's such an incredible pivotal moment to see that which has defeated you as foreign to you, because then the possibility of being free from it becomes available. And then what you acquire is not called self-knowledge, it's called knowledge about self. And that knowledge reinforces this idea or this invitation you've entertained that it could be foreign to you. And if it is foreign to you, you can truly be free from it, yes? If you keep taking yourself to be it, you're gonna be bitching about the hills and the staircases. You're gonna miss see what's going on. And you'll very rarely see your own role in things. And you'll very, very, very rarely see self's role in things. Yeah. Most of us ne were never living even, not even close to the fourth column of the inventory as presented in the book. Yeah. None of us were even close to that. We had, we were super clear about every, everyone else's role in things, but we were very unclear about our role in things and super unclear about self's role in things, obviously, because we've been in a state of complete demoralization because we've been defeated by it, yeah, constantly. And we're in a demoralized, incomprehensible state. How the hell is this happening? All I want is a little relief. I just want to have a drink and hang out with my friends. I want to have a drink because it lubricates my conversation with the other sex and I like to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, yes? Why the hell is all this else shit happening? Because we're looking from self, yeah? But knowledge of self would make it very clear why you're in so much fear today. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? You would agree with that knowledge, you would. But self is not going to agree with that knowledge. Because it's against its own intention or agenda, yeah? It doesn't want you to know its role in your life because then its role in your life could be diminished, yes? 
It doesn't want the host to know that it's the parasite. It wants the host to keep living as the as if the parasite is the host. That's its agenda, yeah? Just look at our community. When do people mostly go out? At the fourth step and ninth step, yes? It's interesting, isn't it? Because most people I've met in AA love to take other people's inventories. They do. I mean, in a second, they think they know somebody before, as they're walking into the room. Why is it so difficult to do an inventory about us? Yeah, because self does not want that to happen because it knows if you look at your role in things, you're going to see its role in things. Yeah. And to me, to, to self, the gig is up then. It's very, very frightful of that moment. Because if you see your role in things, you've now recognized the emperor with no clothes on while it's in its full regalia. Yes, you finally recognize, recognize the truth of why you in so much fear today. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? You That registers, that resonates. You are now in the state of knowledge of self, not the state of self-knowledge. Yeah. The host is seeing the parasite as a parasite. Is that going to weaken the host or is it going to weaken the parasite? It's going to weaken the parasite. What is going to start feeling better, you know, conscious presence, new power flow in the host? Yes. It's just a shift of emphasis in the words. That's all it is. Self-knowledge, emphasis on self, avails us nothing. Knowledge of self, emphasized, emphasized on knowledge, avails us a lot. Yeah? Why is it that it avails us so much value to have knowledge of self? Because if you don't, you're living from self-knowledge. Yes? <laughs> just that simple and it says self-knowledge will avail us nothing <laughs> so if you're a big book thumper read the book see it there's crumbs that lead you right to it all the time yeah i would say self is probably the most used word in the whole book i would think yeah way more than alcohol, May, way more than us. There's more descriptions about self than it is about us, really. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were reading a book about relief and the problem would probably be the most used word in the book, yes? If there was a problem and we need to get relief from it, then I would imagine a book about the relief from the problem would emphasize describing the problem. And therefore you would see the name of the problem in that book quite a lot, voila, self, yeah? Does it say Paul in there a lot? No, it says the alcoholic, yes. But I'm, I bet you it calls it talks more about self than the alcoholic. 
Unfortunately, we think the alcoholic is self. Yeah. This is what we're just attempting to put out every week. The simple emphasis, the shift of emphasis, which is really stated in the big book where it says losing interest in self is really the pivot point of the whole program. Yeah. Losing interest in self, not self trying to lose interest in self, which is interest in self, but losing interest in self as something other than self. Yes. So we are something other than self, losing interest in self. It's not self trying to lose interest in self. That doesn't work. It's something else, whatever that is. I don't think you need to be described because you're living as it, really. You are that. So that, that which we are is losing interest in that which we're not. Yes? That's the program. And what happens, you start gaining interest in things, other people, what you can contribute to life, not what you can take from it. And this whole radical shift can occur. And they use to describe the radical shift one word quite a lot, which is new, a new freedom and a new happiness, a new attitude and a new outlook. Yeah, nothing to do with the old ideas that were coming from self-knowledge, but now a new idea about freedom and happening coming from knowledge of self. Yeah. Yes. So we're not trying to live free as self. We're living free from self. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful correction. Yeah. Really. And I feel if this correction is seen, it could be the last answer for you. Yeah. Something that's very unclear and cloudy can become very clear. And now the emphasis will not be on self, but be, will be on you. Let's call it the spiritual condition. Yeah. And there'll be more emphasis in your day. And that will be your starting point. You'll start in the emphasis of you instead of self. Yeah. And then check out how the day goes. What's allowed in your day when you're not living from self can be quite freaking amazing, yeah? When you're living as self, it's the same old, same old, yeah? Yeah, so, yeah, who's running the show, Michael? Yeah, I think that's all for that. That's great, Paul, thank you. Uh, any questions for Paul today, please use the raise hand feature. Um, you can come in and um, ask Paul a question. Don't be shy. Just share whatever. Okay. Small share would be nice too. Anybody? Anybody? It doesn't matter. Then we'll go back to the statement, page 64. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, about being convinced self manifested in various ways. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
So it's at 64 says we did exactly the same thing with our lives. We took stock honestly. First, we searched out the flaws in our makeup, which caused our failure. Being convinced that self manifests ways was what had defeated us. We considered its common manifestations. Yes. And then the next paragraph is resentment. So resentment is one of the common manifestations of self in our lives. Now, they are not our manifestations. We're in the us camp, and then there's self. So what has knowledge of self is not self, it's us, yeah? Whatever that us means, it's different than self. So what has been defeated is not self, it's us, yeah? Self has been the vehicle of the defeat of us. Us is something maybe not able to be known because I believe we're being it, yeah? And if you want to call it a spiritual condition, I would say it's the spiritual basis of all our conditions, yeah? The mental state, the mental condition is what reinforces and supports this idea of self. And I humbly believe it's really the original addiction, the mentals conditions addiction to this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the loser, the winner, yeah, the center of the universe. With all of this stuff attributed to this body that it's obsessing over, yeah, by dwelling in the past and the future, because in the past, when you're remembered, you're remembered as a body. And in the future, when you're worried about, you're worried about as a body. Yes? The body is representing the movement of self. Yeah. This is what has defeated us. This is what did defeat us. This is what will defeat us. Yeah? In the act of being identified as self, because when we're in the act of being identified as self, we, that unsuspected inner resource is our own nature, yes? We have the solution right where we're standing, entertaining the problem. We all have the solution right available right now, yeah? It's not found through self. So being convinced to believe with certainty, self, singular, doesn't say selves, does it? Like we all have a unique self. No, self isn't unique. Yeah. It's weight, it's color hair, where it's seemingly appearing can be, but it's self. It's a singular defeat. And what gets defeated is a collective, yeah, us. Yeah. Now, knowledge of self would be us acquiring knowledge of self. Self-knowledge has dismissed the idea of us, yeah? Because self-knowledge sees us as all different individual selves, yeah? And it's through this sense of terminal uniqueness and separation is how it defeats us, really, quite a lot. 
but just do an inventory. If you haven't, just take five minutes and write down your resentment and write down resentment and see what happens. See which one works better. Yeah, it's so hard to get rid of your resentments. It's not hard to get rid of a resentment. It isn't, yeah? This four column inventory can facilitate that, yeah? But when the ignorance is claiming to be the one doing the inventory, when self is trying to get out of self, it doesn't work, yes? Then a resentment's called yours and it can have a life of 50 years. As long as you're breathing, you seem to be breathing life into the resentment. Isn't that insane? Isn't it insane? to be dominated by resentment after 35 years of sobriety? Just because we haven't seen the foreignness of my and the power that happens through that word my, what is that but the act of being identified as the doer, yes? Do you truly believe you did all that stuff on your own free will when you were out there? Really? Like you hatched it when you woke up? Yeah. Did I really choose to go to jail all the fucking time? Yeah. Did I like getting shot at? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beat up. Ribs broken by cops. Yeah. Did I like that? Did I like sleeping in the garden at churches in San Francisco in the bushes? Yeah. It's called urban camping. Yes. I went to my REI store, tried to steal a sleeping bag. Didn't. It wasn't successful. Had to climb over a big fucking wrought iron fence and hide in the bushes to the next morning. Yeah. I thought that was a great urban adventure I was on. Yeah. Didn't have my REI water bottle, didn't have a little blow up pillow. It sort of sucked. But I kept adapting, adapting to the tyranny I was living under. Yes. Climbing up on paint stores, so it's sleeping on the roof and then waking up around nine in the morning and then trying to climb down nonchalantly and jump on some car in the parking lot. Oh, oh here I am at work. <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote this script. Yeah. And I did it over and over again. It was so much fun the first time. I decided to keep going. <laughs> You're gonna tell me that? Come on. You were compelled or driven to do most of the shit that happened through you, yes? You were compelled and driven to say some of the insane shit you said to ruin relationships when that was the last thing you wanted to happen. Yeah. Obviously, we were a demonstration of powerlessness. Something had taken us over and was using us as transportation. Do it to, to do what it would do. Yes. And it's so funny that the, the defeat seems so unique 
but when you compare it to others, it seems like we end up at the three same parking spaces, institution, jails, and death, even though each driver to the institution, jails, and death think they're extremely unique, yet they end up at the same place. What something's off there, isn't it? The self-knowledge is not availing you much. I've got to stop driving to institution, jails, and death. Did that work? Because you weren't the driver. There was an assumption that was incredibly mistaken. Yeah. So this is what we, we try to put out because I feel that emphasis can carry through the rest of your life. Yeah. The emphasis on self could be the dominant emphasis instead of the spirit having the dominant emphasis, yeah? Yeah, so perhaps there's a better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. So in a weird way, it's either one or the other, yes? It's not both. If you're trusting the infinite, I mean, if you're trusting the finite self concerning the infinite, that's trusting the finite self, yeah? Yeah, so I... You, you ready for a question, Paul? We have Sally. I'm ready, I'm ready. All right, welcome, Sally. Good morning. Um... Yeah, I've been, this is a, a kind of 12-step um, question because I've been doing, I'm trying to do my first step and my thing isn't alcohol. I don't know what it is, but it's not, it's nothing specific. It's just when Sally runs my life, it becomes unmanageable apart from in a couple of things which I seem to be okay at. And then I, um, and so I was trying to think what I could say as part of, of doing step one. And then I thought of Ramesh. I remember you said, telling a story about him. I saw him years and years and years ago. He's been dead for a while, but um, he wasn't dead then. But And then sort of 15 years after I saw him, I started reading the book. I didn't know what he was talking about back then. But And his, his teaching is that you are powerless. But then I thought to myself, if I start saying I'm powerless and my life's become unmanageable, that seems that seems a little scary. Or maybe I should just, it was kind of, I tried it this morning and it was also kind of fun, but I thought ultimately, as Sally, I seem to be powerless. So just yeah. that's to me, one of the suggestions of the first step is just looking at your life and maybe instead of drinking, use the word thinking and then see how the thinking has caused your life to become unmanageable. Yeah? And it's a simple admittance of that. And then the second step is observing the effects or changes that occur when you admit that fact of the first step. And then you realize something greater than you is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. In my case, it was, it was on an obvious scale, which was I hadn't drank in eight weeks. Yeah. 
So I, I, I came to believe that something was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself because I was witnessing the demonstration. I hadn't drank in eight weeks, yes? So then the third step was, seemed very attractive to me because I had been under the, the wax of uh, the unmanageability for years. And I remember I had spent two years in a program where they just ran my life completely. And when I left, I had to begrudgingly admit that my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. So I was very clear that the source of the unmanageability was in my neighborhood, wherever I was. And uh, the third step was admitting that you are powerless in this uh, transfer of your life. So now all you do is make a decision to follow through on it by doing the working steps of the program four through nine. So that's what you'll do. And then it will lead you now to have some weight behind that decision of turning your will and life or your thinking and your actions over to the care of something greater than self. And now you have some oomph in that decision and it actually comes to pass. Yeah. And now you get established by the steps and the suggestions and the principles in this new condition. And then step 10, 11, 12 is there to maintain that new condition. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So use the word thinking and uh, it's, it, it does a pretty, it's pretty close to the drinking. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's faith in the thought thing. system. To me, the faith in the thought system is what allows the unman is is the cause of the unmanageability, obviously. Because it's hard enough to live through a day when you're trying to live through, you know, three years from now today. It's yes, it's a little <laughs> that's a whole lot. There's a whole lot of weight there. So yeah. So to me, the first step from the 12 and 12, of, there's another book about the steps and it's called the 12 and 12, not the, not the big book. And in there, they talk about the first step is just reflecting on life before sobriety, you know, or recovery and to telling the truth of what it was like. Yeah, that, hey, I was powerless over these thoughts and they caused a huge unmanageability. Yeah. All right. There you go. And then the second step is reflecting on just the, what's happened since you've made that clarity about the first step, which is I've recognized something can and is doing for me what I can't do for myself. So I feel like I'm going to open myself up to expand on that idea. And now the reliance from self goes into a reliance on a higher power. It's just a shift. Yeah. 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 And so with the knowledge of self, you know, reliance on self has failed you. And it's actually the cause of all the anxiety that you're in right now. That's the diagnosis. So now, and that comes from knowledge of self. Yeah. Now the self-knowledge wants to tell you it's them or your family of origin or the person who left you. But in fact, AA is saying it's 
self-reliance is failing you and that's why you're so in so much fear today that's its answer yeah that's knowledge of self answer self-knowledge answer is blaming it on others yeah and your head sees you as an other quite a lot of the time and it blames that other yeah yeah so yeah use the word thinking it's very clear they actually have subgroups that that's what they do. They replace the word drinking and they put thinking there. Yeah. The beautiful thing is, it's not saying you're thinking, it's saying thinking, yeah? How, it, how the thinking defeats you is it's being called your thinking. <laughs> it's the act of being identified as a thinker that allows the defeat. You see it? Yeah. It's very clear. Yeah. So when there's a giving up of being the thinker, the thoughts lose a lot of power. When you try to give up the thoughts as the thinker, they seem to have a lot of power. <laughs> but if you lose interest in the thinker, yeah, see? Like the word mechanical really helps. Like you use the word mechanical. And so yeah i just think this is just this is mechanical it's not it's not a it that's right a, because so this is what frustrates people they believe they've completely changed but the systems that they're listening to don't and they're confused because they thought the systems were them yeah but the systems aren't yeah so the systems go on with the same format, the same programming, and then the person who thinks they've completely changed gets more confused and befuddled because there seems the thoughts seem to be the same. Because <laughs> they were never your thoughts, yeah? <laughs> I've seen it a lot. People have a complete transformation a radical experience and after a few days they're thinking just like they always did <laughs> and they were assuming that their whole thought structure was going to change it didn't because it's not about them yeah yeah they were mistaken self-knowledge availed them nothing <laughs> Yeah. Nice to see you, Sally. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sally. Next up, uh, we have Jimmy. Hello, uh, Jimmy Alcoholic. Uh, thank you very much for the topic. I have a kind of a strange question. Uh, you're saying that uh, I want to know if knowledge itself has taught you uh, how it uses the host to go beyond its limits. And if it can't go beyond its limits without the host, why is the goal of my disease to destroy me, to kill me? Have, have you thought about something like that? Uh, because I know that that's the goal of my disease. My disease doesn't want to make me miserable. It wants to kill me. It wants to well, destroy in me sense, totally. In a sense, uh, yeah, my experience of watching people I, when I first got sober, I lived in the Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco. 
and there would be a, a large amount of people living on the streets just trying to drink every day. And uh, I moved away from there after six years. And then when I'd come back, I'd still see those same people. <laughs> they were seemingly indestructible. So they may have a story that their parasite wanted to kill them, but it didn't seem to be killing them at all. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, I think maybe the parasite can bring you to that point. And of course, uh, you ever see people who are hungry for power? They usually overplay their hand sooner or later, yes? So let's say I think the parasite sometimes overplays its hand and then the host gets killed, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it would like to kill the host. Uh, unless you want to sit, you know, die from a thousand cuts. I think it's more interest in that uh, theme than, yeah. That's my experience looking at it in myself and others. Yeah. So yeah, something that takes you over will overplay its hand, definitely, for sure. So I, I would say probably a lot of hosts die uh, and it's a surprise to the parasite, actually. <laughs> I don't believe it's a real parasite. I like the term because it pictures its activity pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope that helps, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Hello, Miranda. Morning. Glad you're here. Is a share okay? Yeah, speak up yeah, a little. Speak up a little. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I don't have any questions. This shit is clear as crystal, as Willy Wonka says. So it's coming through real <laughs> just like. Um, I did not want to talk today, first of all, because I like did zit surgery on my face and I'm really vain and it's a character defect that I'm working on. So we're trying to get yeah. that right yeah. now. Um, but I want to, I want to share a story about, this is like 66 days of sobriety, I think for me, 67, I don't even fucking care anymore. It's working out. Um, but my kid, uh, my kid is in flight school, 40 minutes away from here. Um, and he works at a bowling alley. And um, <laughs> I'm uh, from a bowling family. So that says a lot. We're fucking crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> drunk and whatever. Um, but he's working at this bowling alley, like on the weekends, he's asked me like a couple of times to come over. And I'm like, kid, I can't. Like, I don't know how to bowl and not drink it. <laughs> so um, I just got inspired, like, on Sunday. Um, I mean, I had no idea. Like, I just, that was one of my biggest fears. Like, I'm never going to have fun sober. And, like, fun is my fucking shit. And I don't want to be around people when I'm depressed because I want to fucking entertain and all of that shit. But I just got inspired on Sunday morning. I'm like, I'm going to go see my kid. And his, his friend is uh, a really good friend of mine. I had to go and pick this kid up from, from jail. 
um, right before Christmas. It was on Christmas Eve. Um, these kids were getting in trouble. My, my kid had like, he would smoke weed and stuff, but he wasn't wiling out or anything gets off to college and is all of a sudden just getting hammered. And this one night, um, like this one morning he calls me and, um, he'd gotten so wasted that he was standing up on a stair stair rail, fucking around with his friends and falls straight down in place on his temporal bone, cracks it open. This is just like at the beginning of December, I think. And I'm just beside myself. And, you know, I'm like, he, I'm talking to him from the emergency room 40 miles away. He clearly has a concussion. He's not making any sense. It's not taking, he's not taking it seriously. I had to get him here where I live in Boise, 40 minutes away and take him to the audiologist where they're like, it's your temporal bone. Like there's a good chance you've lost hearing, which means he will not be a pilot if that happens. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's not, I'm sitting there with him and it's just not penetrating. Like it's just not getting there. I'm dying. <laughs> and uh, he's giving the, the audiologist the thumbs up and the thumbs down while they're doing the hearing test and I don't know what means what. And the, the, he just comes out and he's just like, I can't believe this, you know, like, looks like everything is good. And, you know, I'm just talking to him like, you were, this is grace, <laughs> like, learn your lesson. You know, when this shit gets a hold of you in our family, like, it doesn't let go, you know, you gotta like, you got to clean up your act here, kid. A couple weeks later, I get a phone call. Just got out of jail. Like, I was drinking with my friend. Like, this kid came into our room. He was, like, on, like, live streaming. He's, like, drink the whiskey. And they're, like, fuck yeah, get drunk. Let's go pick up our friend from softball practice two blocks away. So his friend with a warrant and fucking... Or, or he's on parole or probation is driving the car hits a fucking car in the parking lot so immediately they know he's going to prison like he's going to go to prison my kid's best friend and so my kid jumps in the car like jumps in the driver's seat so when the cops come they think he was driving and so he takes the hit ended up like they had surveillance. The kids are out of trouble now. They're both working at this bowling alley. They're doing fucking great. They're beautiful, awesome, the most fun kids. And so I get to go over there on Sunday and bowl with his friend while my kid's working and watch my kid work and have fun at this fucking dumpy bowling alley and meet his his uh, boss, who's just like, thank you for sharing this kid with us. And one last part, because I know this is getting real Craig's corner and it's Miranda's corner and it's a different kind of shit, but um, like we go outside, my kid wants to take a vape break really fast. And this guy pulls up 
in in this Camaro, like this fucking insane Camaro. I don't know shit about cars, but we're all just like the sound of it is just electric. And the boys are like, what is like, what is the engine? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you take us for a ride. And he's like, yeah, get in. And so my kids like, they're both like freaking out, like, can't believe this. My kid's like, I'm going to lose my job. I'm like, it's just five minutes. He's like, my mom's peer pressuring me to get in this fucking Camaro and take a ride. But he just took us on the most amazing ride. We were laughing so hard and had such an amazing time. And it was completely sober. And I would not be sober without this meeting. I wouldn't be clear without these teachings. I wouldn't have anything without this just beautiful just swirling of all of this amazing shit that is going on and I just want to say like I've reached out to people in this meeting who have helped me so much and it's like our we go through our ups and downs and when I was down I used to be like who wants to get fucked up with me who wants to like bitch about how bad the world sucks and fucking fuck all these happy people what do they know you know and now it's like reach out to the people who are clear and and doing well when you're sad and you feel lost because you're not lost and they're going to remind you of that and um so thanks to you if anyone wants a piece of this right now while it's here and it's hot like (laughs) reach out and let me know thank you paul i love you guys thank you so much for letting me share Hey, thank, thank you. Thank you. One thing One. is you can uh, maybe help ask someone in sobriety to go with you if you want to the bowling alley. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to do anything alone. And this is about pr- practicing the principles in all your affairs. And then if you can't do it in all your affairs, you limit them for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, or you have someone come with you. Yeah, it's, it's, these are just, it doesn't always have to be such a black and white thing. Things can work out. So, but thank you so much for being here, Miranda, and sharing uh, your life with us. It's very nice. Thank you. This is a fellowship and a community, and uh, it's open for everyone to, or anyone to act like that. Yeah, so just if you need to share, share. So, all right, thanks. Thank you, Miranda. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, yes. Okay, next up we have Natalie. Natalie, come on in. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, everyone. I had to pick my setup, so I won't be looking at the camera. But um, anyway, um, Paul, I just wondered if you could speak a little bit more about um, the sense. What's that part? Hey, hey, I'm gonna turn on the audio. Let me try that back into the self again and I I can uh I know 
himself took over the. Uh, There's no one doing. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I turned off the video to see if it helps, but it doesn't sound like it's helping. Well, can you tell Natalie that we're having a hard time? Some demonic oh, possession is talking. I'm sorry. It's an ancient language. Wow. Well, inform Natalie. We'll, we'll have to do it again. Wow, it's wild. This is speaking in tongues in Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm not on, like, I'm not connected to Wi-Fi. Natalie, we'll have to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I tell her, uh, maybe throw a chat in there or something. I can't hear it. Yeah, that was strange, you know, like if this was a horror movie, we would have we would have brought that tape to a, a linguist and it would be a certain ancient Sumerian language. <laughs> it's funny what happens. Eh? It was slowing up. It was really cool, wasn't it? Like, oh, it's, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Just right when it was gonna, she was gonna ask her question. If that's when it went to her. <laughs> well, Natalie, come back, and uh, we couldn't we couldn't decipher what was being said. Yeah. Yeah, she she's not in the room right now. She's already left. So. Oh, all right. She makes it. Back. I know Natalie. She's been here before, so hopefully I'll see yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have we have Kathleen from Cleveland. Kathleen, come on in. Thank you. Um, I, I don't. There were just a couple things I was thinking of when you were talking, Paul, and and you point out things in the book that um, that indicate that we are not self, and like in the, I was looking at the seventh step prayer and it says i pray that you remove from me every single defective character it doesn't say remove my defects of character yes so, so that's like what you're saying is they're not mine yes you could you can see it a lot of times in the book there's a, a very clear statement and then the next paragraph it goes back to the old way of looking at it which is I'm the problem and I manufacture my own misery and stuff. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And then this morning I read something um, that's, that was like things to remember. And it said, you are not your mind. And, and that kind of made me think of what you're talking about too. Like that I am not my thoughts. Yes. The thing is, Kathy, you know what we attempt to do here? I found that if if that's said, you are not your mind and it's acquired by self-knowledge, it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, so that's okay. why we're here really providing a lot of warnings of how 
knowledge of self gets turned into self-knowledge, which okay. will tell you nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what we're hopefully pointing out because what you point out has already been seen many, many times in people, you know? Sometimes all you need is to hear a, a pointer of it because you've already seen all this shit. It just wasn't collated in the way we're attempting to present it. So mm-hmm. you can see it with these glasses, a lot gets revealed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank so, you. Yeah. I mean, uh, in the programming, this is just my humble uh, observation. There is a movement in the mental activity that claims whatever is happening. Yes. Like very quickly. So if there's doing going on, it claims to be the doer of it. Yeah. If there's seeing, I'm the seer. Listening, I'm the listener. Yeah. Getting a message, I'm the one who got the message. There's a sense of ownership that's that's presented very quickly. So there's the living of life, which no one owns. And then there's the life uh, that, uh, that I seem to have. That seems to be an owned life, yes? And this own life, the interpretation of that starts owning us in a way, yeah? And therefore, and sometimes when that owning of us is occurring, there's a sense of irritability, restlessness, and discontent. Something's going on that's not working. Unfortunately, we rely on that which is causing the not working to give us a solution, which it will give, which is fuck them or whatever and start doing this, yeah? And therefore, it's we get jackpotted by the diagnosis being claimed and by listening to the failed GPS of what to do about it, yeah? So we need a new direction and we need a new director in that direction, yeah? We, it's not just getting a new direction with the same old director. We need a new director to galvanize the new direction, which is perhaps there's a better way or the new employer, which is implied as a higher power comparative to the lower power that's been masquerading as our higher power, yeah? So the higher power or the new employer is going to take over from the old employer. It's not the old employer becoming the new employer. It's a whole new employer. Yeah. So self now becomes underemphasized through the practicing of this program. You lose interest in self. Yeah. And then that which we like to rely on gets emphasized, which is the higher power. And it changes the, the equation, so to speak. Yes? It's to the point there we start traveling lighter instead of traveling so fucking heavy. Yeah? Through this life that has whatever life has in store for us. We'll notice that we're traveling lighter through whatever life has in store for us than when we're used to. Yes, because our solutions in the past were really the bigger problem. Yeah, 
So, yeah, this is knowledge. This is knowledge about what's going on. How it gets claimed and neutered is when it's seen as it's all going on to me. No, the me is part of the problem, so to speak, yeah? When there's a loss of interest in me, there will be a gaining interest in us, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so this is what the program does. Why do you think, you know, anonymity is the spiritual principle, yes? Have you ever surfed and then when you're getting out of the water, your head is saying, I hope someone saw me catch that big way. It has, it's, it does not strive for anonymity, the self. It wants to be the, under the spotlight. It wants to be noted. It wants to be the one recognized, yes? Mm -hmm. But the whole principle of AA is anonymity, which is like poison to self, really. Yeah. It wants to, if it does good things, it wants people to know it does good things. <laughs> yeah. So the spiritual, we could have a whole talk on the principle of anonymity because it's the basis of the spiritual condition. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 So uh, the only humility yeah. self would like is the, is the humility that it could have people notice. Yeah. So that's yeah. The humility self likes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would just let them know I'm the one who gave them the money under the name of being anonymous. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just singing the glories because of the relief that's happened. Yes, I swear. Most, most information about the problem is reverse engineering. Yes, mm. really is. You, you, you find yourself in the relief from the problem and then something informs you why that didn't seem to be available. Yeah? Yes? So you find out about why the relief wasn't available when you're relieved of that which was causing it not to be available. <laughs> and now you're in relief. Yeah? So I like the idea of reverse engineering. So instead of like... Uh, you know, becoming a divine proctologist, you tell people about what they're like before they're up the ass of self. <laughs> <laughs> I just rather, you know, be take, I'd rather have home care concerning that than to have to call a proctologist to get my head out of the ass of self. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You can travel a lot differently, honey, going through the same life. We can see things differently. We can. We can, instead of living black or white, we can see things in shades. We can actually be reinstated into an atmosphere of acceptance instead of being in conflict and at, you know, uh, seeing everything as adversarial. Yes, you yes. can feel an acceptance of really what you're not finally. Yeah, because as what you are, I didn't want to accept that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't want to accept that I did all these fucking things. 
to people, but I did. I took it, did made all the amends and shit like that. And then the acceptance came not for that which did it, but for that, you know, the acceptance was about what I'm not, yes? I could accept that something other than me has that kind of nature, but it's not my nature. That I'm not going to accept, yes? I feel I am of something other than that, yeah? Let's call it spirit. So this isn't a way of trying to get out of something. I did all the amends. I did the inventories, yeah? And by, by becoming accountable for what... I did, I realized I saw something else that didn't was mostly the thing that compelled me to do all that shit. Yeah. There was something else in my life that was foreign to me that was calling itself me. Yeah. Yeah. Once I got clear about that, these things that I hope to, it, they've stabilized. Yeah. There's been a peace that has stabilized. It's the basis of my day, basically. I'm not trying to arrive at peace during the day. There's a basis of peace in the I day. Feel, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Kath. Thank you. All right, Mike, anyone else or? No, I don't see any other hands up at the time, Paul. Would you like to say the goodbyes? Yeah, let's just say goodbye. Uh, we have a talk, another talk today at 4.30 Pacific time. I think people use that Zoom to get in. So all the meetings have the same Zoom. So if they don't look like there's a meeting on the thing, just go to that Zoom and see if it's open because uh, people who've been coming uh, realize not to rely on the website all the time so yeah if, Paul, if i could also mention to our european friends uh we and in the united states we practice daylight saving time on sunday so i've seen a few people come in about an hour late so that's the reason for that too and um, oh yeah i forgot yeah. that already. yeah yeah i just thought the morning was darker i had no idea <laughs> Yeah, we have daylight savings time, so we apologize. Uh, again, 4.30 Pacific time today, there's a meeting. And I, we'll be here all week, hopefully. So we usually will inform us if it's not there. If we're not going to have a meeting, we'll, probably, we'll put it up. Yeah. It won't just be empty. It'll, there'll be a message, there's no meeting. So if you don't see a message, there's no meaning, just take that, take it to mean there's a meaning. A meeting, I mean. <laughs> it's like negation. So, all right. I'm going to say goodbye then, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again for all the service and stuff. John, as always, in Florida, nice to see you. Kathy, thank you for your presence at the room, honey. Kathleen, as always, yeah. Sally, yeah. We got Portland, Oregon. I can't see the name, but nice to see you because something's blocking. 
Anu, as always, thank you so much, Anu. Suzanne M and her uh, her loyal companion. There they are. Nice to see you. Roman, as always. Yes. Sicily's on the way, bro. Sicily, yes. Also, for anyone who may end up being interested, we have a retreat, a, a yearly retreat. It's going to be in Sicily in Italy this year uh, for a week in October at this very nice hotel on the cliff uh, overlooking the beach. And then they have a private beach. And some people have come to the last one. Uh, yeah, it's going to be nice. We do two week, two talks a day and it's pretty chill. And yeah, it's, hopefully uh, I'll see everyone there. Not everyone, but a lot of people. So we got Roman. We got Al from Vegas. Yeah, we're going to, Al, win some money and come to Sicily, bro. Yeah. Take advantage of your location. Yeah. Chris B., nice to see you. Thank you. Jimmy, nice to thank you for your questions, my friend, or whatever. Share. Mickey, as always, the matriarch of Madeira. Miranda. Yes, rolling right along. Yes, there you go. Walter, Walter, my brother from another mother. Ben C, nice to see Ben. Yeah, he's, he helps out here as a coast many times. Elaine, can't really see you clearly, but I saw the movement there. Yes, there she is. Joseph, as always, thank you, Joseph, for your participation. We got Christine K. Oh, it's maybe in Kona. Kona from Chris, Christine from Kona, I hope. Yes. Amy. Seattle. Jeff down Southern Cal. Grateful Dave. Lori. Natalie. We got lost you today. <clears throat> Hopefully come back and when you, the sound's a little better. Giselle. Nice to see you. We've got, uh, let's see. Great to see you, Paul. I want to come to Sicily. Well, it's not hard. Just uh, follow the instructions. You'll talk to Amelia. She's she's the one who runs the, uh, you know, all the stuff. And yeah. And I can bring a friend. You can bring as whoever you like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. It's a beautiful area. Uh, yeah, we yeah. were in Puya last year, a little farther north. We're going to be down in Sicily. The weather will hold better in October there. The water is very beautiful. And yeah, we'll be there. Hopefully, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, they say, <laughs> uh, get on the plane, you'll be given a ticket. That's right. You're going to be, yeah, just. <laughs> no, I learned a long time ago. This is just where. I would just get the ticket and I'd always go on the trip. Yeah. I didn't wait <laughs> to plan the trip to buy the ticket. I just buy the trip ticket and then the, the trip would grow around it. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I keep living those those ideals. So all right. Thank you. Uh let's see who we got. We got Elaine, we got them, Giselle, Lori, uh, Natalie, Rich A. Another one from uh, the UK. Hey, thank you, everyone. It was such a pleasure to be here again.
repetition is helpful with this I, these ideas. Uh, and I'm just so grateful to have this platform to be able to put it out weekly for years. Yes, it's like a real dream come true in a sense. I didn't know it would look like this, but this is what I was looking for, to be able to have a platform and put out the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Mike. I'll see you guys. Michael, are you going to be there later? All right, great. Sure will. Yeah, see you uh, soon, Paul. See you later, man. Take, thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael.